the power of the pen. Oh my, oh my, how much I love to journal. Hello, hello, it's Lara Pareka, and I'm glad you're here today to talk about how you can express yourself through writing. Yes, siree, we can write to get our feelings out. We can write our desires. It helps us clarify our thoughts. When we're upset, we can write and just get the frustrations out. It's a real way of dealing with your innermost feelings. And I hope you learn to journal too, or maybe you already do journal. And this is just a good reminder and a happy little time we spend together talking about journaling and the power of the pen. How often when you wanna release tension, do you grab a book and a pen and write? I've even heard counselors and psychologists tell people to write a letter to that person who bugs you and then throw it away. (laughs) It's not about them. It's about you getting your feelings out, right? Did you know that expressive writing helps people with anxiety? They've done tests on this. This is not something I'm making up, right? People with asthma had improved lung function after journaling. What? Say what? better lung functioning? How can that be? Patients had reduced pain and better physical health. People with HIV had better immune response. There's something to journaling and we really should take a look at it. And that something is tapping into your inner feelings, the ones that you may have hidden, the ones that may be unclear and kind of fuzzy to you the ones that have to do with your dreams and desires and all the things you want but maybe are afraid of or maybe there's so much on your plate that your mind gets confused with all of it and you just need to clarify your thoughts. Get it out. Get it down on paper. As you write, it even feels cathartic, at least for me. I have so many little journals. And what'll happen is I'll buy a bunch of little books, blank books with lined paper, and I write in them. And then when they get full, I go on to the next one. And some people go back and look over what they've written. I have found when I do that, that it is sometimes frustrating. Actually, it's sometimes revealing because it makes me realize where I was at that time. And sometimes it makes me realize, oh wow, how far I've come. But to be fair, for the most part, for me, this may not be for you, but for me, for the most part, when I look back over a journal, I get a little anxious and frustrated about whatever that one thing is that has you obsessed, if you are the obsessive kind of person, <laughs> if you have something that, uh, that you haven't finished dealing with, you haven't come to terms in your own mind, with your own psyche, uh, with whatever that one thing is, if it's still recurring and you look back over your journals and you see that you haven't made progress on that, that can be frustrating. So the way to deal with that is to not look back. You know, I'm always telling people and this comes from the field of psychology also, to stay in the present moment. We talk about mindfulness, being mindful, not being thinking about the past or thinking about the future, but being present here and now. And that can help us with so many things, in particular with enjoying the day, enjoying our life. Enjoy here and now. Every breath you take is a gift. 
We take it for granted, right? That we're breathing, that we're able to think, that we have a mind, we have a body. We're here on this planet living. So journaling gets you, well, it clears things out, put it that way. (laughs) I had a girlfriend when I was um, back in high school and college, and she lived with her boyfriend, and their habit was to pile up the sink in the kitchen until it was overflowing with dirty dishes. They did not wash the dishes until practically every dish in the house was dirty. That was just their way. Do not judge, right? They were young, and I'm sure, well, I know for a fact that that's not what my girlfriend does anymore. But I remember going to their house and just looking at it with curiosity and interest. I'm not the type to judge for the most part, although we all judge, let's face it, let's be real, let's be transparent. I do judge, uh, but for the most part, I'm a non-judgmental person. And I remember just looking and thinking, isn't that curious? The sink is overflowing and we're making eggs and cafe cubano, which is, oh, it's so delicious if you haven't had it. It's Cuban coffee, a shot of coffee like espresso with a cupful of warmed milk. But first you get some sugar and you froth it up in a little bit of warm milk, or no, maybe it's a little bit of the coffee, I don't know, but you froth up your sugar really well, and then you have your warm milk and your shot of coffee, and it is called Cafe Cubano, Cuban coffee. It is divine. (laughs) But um, we had coffee like that, and we had our eggs and whatever else we had for breakfast, toast with butter, and then her boyfriend came in and went about doing the dishes after there was probably not a clean piece, uh, a clean utensil in the house, a clean plate. <laughs> it was, it was so funny, but, but that was the way they did it, right? They didn't clear out the house, clean it up until it was completely full. And sometimes we do this in our mind. We let it get so full of junk before we clear it out. This happens with your body too. Eat unhealthy enough, get stressed out enough and not enough sleep and f- you will probably catch some kind of cold or flu. And then you'll be sick and then your body clears everything out. Your intestinal tract gets completely cleaned out. Everything that's in there gets pushed through and then you get to start over, right? (laughs) So do that. uh, Instead of having to do that, why don't we clear things out along the way? This is a great idea because it keeps you from ever having to clear everything out all at once. Do you know people who blow up sometimes? They get upset and they just blow like a lid blowing off of a a coffee pot. Well, perhaps they've let too much build up inside. So journaling, my friends, is one way to handle that. You never have to blow up because you get it out little by little. It's a clearing house. <laughs> it's a way to clear things out. Don't spend money on a therapist if you can just journal. Now, I'm not saying don't spend money on a therapist if you want or need one. However, journaling is therapy. It is self-therapy. It helps you with your mindset. It helps you to get your feelings out. Think about your desires. Isn't it good to think about the things you want and love and hope for? Yes, 
Putting them on paper makes you think about them, makes you feel happy. And what are we here for? We are here to feel good, my friend. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I used to go to a church that I fancied pretty well. I loved the singing and I loved how good the minister was. Oh my gosh, he could make a point and back it up with stories make you feel alive. One day I was there and his sermon was about happiness and his main point was we are not here to be happy. But the way he went about proving his point was very sad and dismal indeed. It did not make me want to ever go back to that church. I disagreed with him wholeheartedly. Now I know oftentimes a minister or a speaker or an influencer will try to say something to rattle people's bones and get them to think. This wasn't that sort of thing. This was more like a dictatorial, a dictatorial telling us this is how it is. You're not here to be happy. You are here to whatever else and uh, don't even try to be happy. Don't even make that something you aim for. Now, here's my problem with that. Think of a child. Think of a puppy. Think of just nature in general. The striving is for survival. And what makes survival worthwhile? Who would want to be a coyote if you were in a den and it was raining and you could never go out of the den? You could never go find any food, never find a mate, never have pups, never enjoy the breeze blowing on your face or running together. If you could never enjoy any of those things, what would the purpose be? My thought on this whole thing is that yes, of course, it doesn't, e it doesn't even require any thought. We are supposed to feel good or it wouldn't feel so good to feel good. Now, yes, we want to temper that. You don't want to harm others while you're feeling good. You don't want to have a false sense of security or an ego that tells you I must have material objects to feel good. I must go to the mall and buy things to feel good or order from Amazon so that I can feel good. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... Perhaps we should embrace feeling good as one of the main tenets, one of the main things that we strive for. As a matter of fact, it helps you get in alignment when you recognize, how am I feeling right now? We often tell children when they're freaking out a little bit, use your words, use your words, tell me how you're feeling. Or we'll often try to relate to them and say, oh honey, I know that hurts so bad when you hurt your finger. Owie, that's an owie. I don't like it when I get owies. Let me kiss it better right? So I would say that in your journaling, don't just journal about your upsets or your feelings when they're bad. Also journal about the happy times, journal about the good feelings. And if you're not in happy times, if you're in struggle, also when, once you get it out, <laughs> go ahead and write all those things down to get them out. But then shift your focus and start to write about your desires. Start to journal about what it is you want. You know, Benjamin Franklin was known to journal. It was one of his big things. And he would journal in the morning, what things, what good things am I going to do? And then he would journal in the evening, what good things did I do today? He was very much on virtue, being virtuous, because none of us, including him, are 100% virtuous, right? But we try. And so he would do that. He would think upon the good things in the morning, and that would frame his reference for the day. He would frame his intention. He'd go out, do probably do more good because he had journaled in the morning. And then in the evening, he'd look back on it, 
I've often told, uh, told many of my clients to journal after something. Let's say it's a teacher. I would have them journal after the lesson. How did it go? What did you do? What could you do better next time? I've told salesmen also after an interaction, how did it go? What did you do? What did you notice? What different things can you do next time? Journaling can be used in so many ways. I hope you use journaling. Try it, try it, and you may. Try it, and you may, I say. <laughs> you may just find out the power of the pen. We've already talked in one of my episodes about journaling. And journaling, I'm sorry, about gratitude. Gratitude, I have a gratitude journal. It's a journal just for gratitude every day. And yes, I've skipped. I've skipped a week here and there. Sometimes I skip a whole month and pull it out once a week. But other times I am religious about it. Every day I dutifully get out my gratitude journal and write what I am grateful for and why. I am so happy and grateful now that I have this podcast so that I may touch your life in some small way and share in some small way what I have inside my heart with you in your heart. You can have a journal for lots of different things. Just have a journal. (laughs) And if you'd want to do like me and never pull them back up and look at them again, fine, throw them away, shred them. I once lived with someone who, when uh, when there was an upset, would go, well, you're not going to believe this, and try to read my journal. And that, my friend, is not good because writing can have different purposes. And when you write in a journal, it is for you, for your eyes only. No one else is to look at it. So you're free to write. When Once I've discovered that he had been spying on my journal, it totally blew it for me. Every time I go to write, I'd be thinking in a frame of reference of, oh, he's going to read it. So I have to frame what I put. I can't write the word forward. I have to just put an F. Uh, You know, I can't um, say what I really want to say. So make sure that you are in a safe place where your journal will not be read by anyone else. And if you are in fear of that, then shred it. Take those pages and shred them afterwards. Or burn them in the fireplace. I don't care. But make sure that you can get everything out. You can really put things out on paper. I don't have to worry about that anymore. There's no one in my room. My daughter will not, doesn't care at all. When you're 19, do you care at all what your mom is writing every day in their journal? (laughs) Not a chance, not a 0.0001% chance that she would care to go read my journal ever so I can write whatever it is that I want and feel free and safe that no one is going to read it. So if that's what you need, by all means, go for it. Oprah had a journal. We all love Oprah, and we recognize what an influence she's been in our world. Well, she had a journal, and she said that same thing. She would journal every day. Then there'd be time periods where she might just pull it out and journal once in a while. But she also remained steadfast on the idea that journaling is one of the best things that she's done and that you can do and that I do as well. The power of the pen. I hope that you journal. And by the way, you can always reach out to me, Laura at sevendailyhabits.com. Talk to you again tomorrow. And remember the power of the pen.